You're listening to Soundbite, a podcast that's food for your ears. I'm Celine Roberts. This week, we get back into the kitchen for a little cooking lesson with Ten Pennies chef Jamie Tavalaris. Chef Tavalaris will walk us through step by step the process of making pasta from dough to plate. Hello, everyone. My name is Chef Jamie Tavalaris. I'm at Tenpenny right now where I'm currently the executive chef and I have been for about the last four and a half months. One of the things that I'm known for here and that I'm really proud of in the new menu that I rolled out is handmade pasta. I do two uh, pastas here handmade. We do our ravioli handmade and we also do a pappardelle. Both pastas start out with the same dough, which is an egg dough. And they also both start out with rolling long, wide swaths of pasta sheets. And then Pappardelle, from that point, just gets folded over and cut into strands with a pasta roller. And the pasta sheets for ravioli just get fabricated a different way by stuffing them and sealing them and then cutting them. I think that this kind of sets me apart from many chefs, especially when you're in a high-volume establishment. Uh, one of the reasons that I love doing pasta from scratch is that to me, it, in a way, kind of a stress reliever. Obviously, anybody who's been in you know the restaurant industry, especially an executive chef in you know a place that does 300 plus covers, um, it, it's quite a stressful career choice. But to me, it's almost like playing an instrument, and it, it's like I go in my own little bubble world when I'm doing it, and it's almost like everything kind of blocks out around me. And, you know, I think that guests really appreciate it, that I'm taking the extra time to do something that most people just, you know, won't commit to. So it's something that I'm really proud of, and it's something that I really enjoy to do. And and I, thus far, all of the guests um, really enjoyed it. It's been, uh, my ravioli has been one of the number one sellers on the menu. So how much pasta are you making by hand to fill, how about a weekend? A weekend. A weekend, I'm going to say that I do about... 300 raviolis for a weekend. That would be a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So I'm definitely working throughout the week to do for the weekend and then obviously rolling pretty heavily on the weekends as well. So the dough, like I said, it's an egg pasta dough and it's weighed out with a scale using gram unit. I have it memorized and usually when we prep the dough, we do two double batches of dough. So that would be 450 grams of egg yolks, 400 grams of whole eggs, 650 grams of patent flour, 600 grams of AP flour, two tablespoons of olive oil, and two tablespoons of kosher salt. And then you would make the dough by weighing out those measurements and then sifting together all of the dry ingredients. And then you would whisk by hand with with a metal whisk the, the egg yolks, the whole eggs, and the olive oil. And then you would dig a well into the dry ingredients, place your wet ingredients inside the well, and then you just start to incorporate by turning the bowl, the dry ingredients into the wet ingredients. And then when it starts to form together in a ball, I like to dump it out onto a clean stainless steel work table, and then you start kneading the dough. One of the reasons that I I mix my two flours is because patent flour contains more gluten um, which is a protein in flours, and it's also used in breads, and it gives an elasticity to the pasta. And I also sprinkle the pasta when fabricating it through the roller with semolina flour, which helps the pasta to both dry and to keep it from sticking. 
So once the pasta has been formed, it's separated into two balls and then flattened out. And then it's saran wrapped and placed into the refrigerator for at least a half an hour where it will rest. It's very important when you're working and kneading with flour that you let whatever it is that you're working with rest or it's gonna pull back on you and it's gonna be like fighting your dough, which you don't wanna do. And also by chilling it, it makes it easier to work with. What do you mean by pull back on you? I don't know if anybody's made a pie before and you go to roll out your pie and you feel like you're kind of fighting with the rolling pin or you feel like you're putting all of your pressure into making you know your dough roll out but it's just not going anywhere it's kind of pulling back in instead of pushing out which is what you're trying to get it to do this is very similar to pasta dough it will actually if you don't let it rest it won't go through the pasta roller smoothly it'll clump up it'll cause your pasta sheets to tear so obviously i think it's a fairly easy procedure i think people when they think about handmade pasta I think it's something that they feel that only, you know, professionals are able to do. You know, I disagree with that. I think that, like anything, the more that you do it, then obviously the easier it becomes. But I think that if people would get over the fear or intimidation of the idea of it and try to do it themselves, that they would find that it actually is quite doable for even a basic home cook. Speaking of that, why don't you tell me a little bit about all the fancy equipment you have laid on this (laughs) table right now? Okay, well, um, actually... For the amount of pasta that I roll, it would probably be more feasible for me to have an electric pasta roller, but I'm kind of a little bit old school in the way that I make the dough and the way that I uh, actually roll it out. I just really, really get into my rhythm and my groove by using a hand crank pasta wheel, which is what I have right here. This actual machine was about $250, which is very modestly priced, especially for a commercial kitchen of this size and volume that we do. I also, we do our pasta dough here by hand and do not use our Hobart mixer, which is right over here, which is about a $5,000 plus machine, which a lot of restaurants, if you are going to find handmade pasta or bread, they usually use those. But other than than this uh, pasta rolling machine here, I have what's called a bench scraper. Um, It's to use to cut the dough. And also when I'm doing ravioli, I use it sort of like a spatula to pick them up and place them on the sheet tray. And then other than that, I just have a pastry cutter, which is a rigid wheel and a uh, straight wheel. I like to use the rigid wheel because the end product just has ridges in the pasta. So other than that, there's really not too much complicated equipment, which also I feel makes it quite approachable for the home cook or somebody that, you know, has been interested in trying to master the technique. So, you know, you don't really have to invest a lot of money in equipment. So shall we roll? Sure. You got your dough already? Yeah. So you can see when the dough first came out here, it was more like a flat, thicker piece after I separated the balls from being kneaded. And then the first thing you do is you kind of want to make it into, I don't know, what kind of shape would you call that? Like a canoe shape or something? Flattened out canoe shape? You want your ends to be tapered out because this is where you're going to feed it first through the uh, pasta machine. And here I have just um, AP flour and then the semolina flour. And I'm actually doing pappardelle right now. And this is used for our braised brisket pappardelle dish. So what I first do is I take parchment paper on a sheet tray and I just shake the semolina down on the parchment paper. So that way, as the pasta dries, um, it won't stick to the semolina or stick to itself. Just dust the actual pasta dough with a little bit of all-purpose. And I also dust the machine with a little bit of all-purpose flour. Make sure your ends are pretty flattened out 
so that it'll feed. And then we're just gonna put the pasta roller on the on a zero setting, which is means that the rollers are furthest apart and the widest apart. And then we're just gonna kind of feed it through. One important thing is that you can guide your pasta, but you really don't want to pull your pasta. So you can see, you want to feel a little resistance. And again, like I said, this, this I don't want anybody to feel intimidated, but there, you get the feeling of it the more you do it. So I take the pasta sheet and I go all the way through either the zero setting or the one setting, depending on where you get that little bit of resistance. You know, you want it, the pasta to feed through pretty smoothly. So you might want to bring it, you know, up to one or two, depending on how flat you get your, you know, your pasta originally before you put it through. And then after it goes all the way through, I backtrack it just a little bit. And this is where I feel like I do something a little bit different than most people. And I think that it helps me with the amount of pasta that I do. I sort of bring and overlap the edges together and then push it down and I kind of form a pasta wheel. This is where you're gonna to wanna to go down a little bit more to bring your rollers together. And we're gonna make this sort of join all into one strand. This is where I think it's a really important step when you're doing pasta in bunches because it really helps to keep your, keep your pasta all the same uh, width around. And it helps in speed too. So after you get that part, it kind of starts to get a lot easier. Then you're just gonna start bringing your roller down and you kind of want to keep it up so it's feeding evenly. And I keep dusting just a little bit because remember, anytime you're dusting with anything, you are incorporating more flour into whatever it is that you're dusting. But it helps to keep it smooth through the roller. Start wheeling it through. And again, once you start to feel like there's no resistance left, then you're gonna start bringing your numbers down, which is bringing your rollers into your dough and actually thinning your dough out. And one of the keys to really successful, beautiful, decadent pasta is making your pasta thin. The rule of thumb is that it should be translucent. You should be able to definitely see the color of your hands and your fingers through the pasta on the other side. Some people like to say you should be able to read a newspaper through it. Now I like to do that for my pappardelle, but when you're doing ravioli or something that's filled, um, I think it's important that you leave it just a, a bit thicker because otherwise uh, it's, it, it can they can break really easily when, when you're uh, placing them in the water to cook. But as you can see, like your wheel grows and grows and that's because your pasta's thinning out and you're actually, you know, making it thin like I was just talking about. So this is where for some, until you get the feeling of it, it might start to like feel a little overwhelming. It's actually gonna get quite long and I'm kind of letting the pasta build up right there at the bottom mm -hmm. of the machine. And then I'll just take it and kind of swoop it out. However, you don't want to let it build up too much before you pull it out because otherwise it'll get stuck down in there and it will tear on you. It's amazing to me that it's not sticking. It's one of those things where that's why we weigh the dough. Um, you know, I don't know if you've heard before where cooking is more of an art and baking is more of a science. It's not baking, it's more exact. So that's why I weigh everything out on a scale. And that also is why we dust it lightly. But as you can see now, I'm starting to get that translucent look. You can see my the color of my hand from the other side of the pasta dough. 
and we're on number eight and the roller only goes up to nine so we're one this is about where i would stop right here for my ravioli but i am going to take it down to nine for the pappardelle well you can see what i'm talking about about what this is probably gotten five times longer than what we started with right a good six feet of pasta yeah i would say so and that's in a wheel so so i'm going to take it down to the last one and as you can see, I'm also like holding it up so that way it feeds through the roller evenly. And the great thing with Pappardelle too is if it does tear on you a little bit, you can still use it. With ravioli, if it tears on you, I mean, you can, you can use the parts that don't tear, but you definitely, you know, you can't have tears in ravioli because the filling from the, from the ravioli will ooze out. But we're doing great here. We obviously, we have no tears. On the off times, like now between two and four, it's like one of my favorite things to do. And everybody knows when I start doing it, it's kind of like, let, just let me be. It's kind of like I go, like I said, into my own little bubble and I'm like, oh, you know, it's where I get my, my sanity back from, you know, the crazy day. Or it's where I kind of go to get my brain to handle the busy service that's coming up or think about how many events I have going on this week or, you know, whatever the, the craziness is. As you can see, I have stopped rolling and now I'm cutting the sheets of pasta. I'm just placing a little bit of semolina flour in between the sheets so that they don't stick. And I'm kind of placing them on top of each other so that we can get this, the same length just about for all the pappardelle that I'm gonna cut. And one of the other beautiful things about artisanal pasta or handmade pasta is that you want it to be somewhat of the same uh, length and shapes, of course, because you want it to cook evenly but it doesn't have to be perfect because it's not generated from a machine. So I just made the sheets all the same length just about, and now I'm just gonna take my pastry roller with a crimped edge, and I'm gonna actually form the strands of the topper now. And I'm just gonna make about four strands out of one sheet. You could do three if you wanted your popper dowel thicker, but I do mine basically about like this. And, I, and you can do, sometimes I'll put up, you know, sometimes I'll do, three sheets, four sheets, you can stack them up, as, you know, for as many as you want or how you feel comfortable about it. Taking the pasta, the strands of pasta, and placing them on my sheet tray with parchment and semolina flour. These will dry, and definitely within the next 10 hours, these will be dried. When you think of dried pasta, like the kind, or box pasta, it won't be like that, but it, it'll be, like you can see this one, how this one is already different from this one. You know, it's, it's it gets more of a stiff, kind of, I don't know, taut uh, feel to it and look to it. Is it only air drying that you use? Yes, it's only air drying, and I will keep this in the cooler after it dries. I mean, and then we, I would use about seven or eight of these for uh, one order of the braised brisket pappardelle. It would go into boiling salted water for about one minute, maybe a little longer. That's another great thing about handmade pasta is that it takes a fraction of the time to cook on the pickup as dry pasta. So in regards to uh, home cooks, which is something you've already talked a lot about, where would you recommend somebody start? What sort of pasta might you tell a beginner to take on? I would definitely say that Pappardelle is a great, a great start. Usually when you purchase a pasta roller, it'll come with two attachments. It'll come with a cutter, which I don't use here. Not that I may not 
ever use it, but there's usually an attachment to make spaghetti or fettuccine. Um, and basically that step would be after you do the pasta sheets, you just kind of click on the, the attachment, place the sheet through that, and it's gonna come out cut on the other end. And then that would be your spaghetti or fettuccine. But by doing pappardelle, you're even skipping that step. It's like basically a wider rustic form of fettuccine is basically what it is. So I think the number one thing for any home cook or somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience with handmade pasta is just to practice rolling the sheets out. That's definitely, in my opinion, uh, the most technical part of the process is just learning how to get the wheel put together properly, getting the feel of rolling the pasta, getting it to go through without tearing, without sticking. And again, it's just something that you have to practice and, and kind of play around with. And that's what I did. I learned like, okay, I, my, my dough feels like this, so I'm going to try adding this much flour. Well, that made it too dry. Or, okay, I'm not going to add any. Well, that, you know, it was too wet and it, and it, it pulled or it stuck. And it, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but I think that any time that you go start to do something new or something that you're passionate about or something that you want to learn more about, the bumps in the road and conquering those bumps are what make the end product, when you do figure it out, so much more satisfying. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Thanks for the tutorial, Chef. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for uh, coming down and seeing me today. And hopefully we're going to help teach some people how to make some pasta from scratch. I encourage everybody to, to definitely try. For more Soundbite, visit our archives at www.eghcitypaper.com or subscribe to City Paper Podcasts on iTunes. Come along while I hunt for pawpaws or talk with herbalist Heather Irvine about Appalachian herbs. And until next time, have yourself a food adventure. <laughs>